Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. Two cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season War of the Spark episode nine. Could be. It, it, it is. Sure. Like you're keeping track of the number. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we get started, want to thank our sponsors for all of their support. New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge and Flipside Gaming, you can find online at flipsidegaming.com. So Katie, today's a, a small number of spoilers, but high quality. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. But we're not going to start off with high quality. We're going to start off with what is loosely translated as Silent Submarine. Okay. It is blue-blue for a vehicle. It is a 2-3 with crew 2. And whenever Silent Submarine deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, draw a card. This is a rare. It doesn't fly or anything? That is correct. And But it's like, it says silent and says submarine. Like, it's not unblockable. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It also it costs, fly. It costs two pips of blue as well. Why doesn't it... For a 2-3 that also has crew 2. So you're not getting power advantage. Yeah. Like, I feel like they meant to put flying So can you tell me, why is this the best card in the set? It's not. But it, like, Silent Submarine sounds like a sneaky card. So it feels like it should be unblockable. Let me rephrase. What is the best card in the set? And why is it Silent Submarine? It would be this if they had... It wouldn't be, but like this would be better if they had made it unblockable. Why uh, is it silent? Why is they it could a have rare just called card? It loud submarine lumbering on the shore. <laughs> <laughs> Completely blockable. Yeah, it's uh, pretty 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 bad. It's so bad that like I wouldn't I wouldn't even be very excited to play this in limited. No. Like double blue. Uh, so like ideally you play it on two and attack on three but that's pretty intense and if you draw it late when you're more likely to be able to play double blue it just is pretty bad um yeah a silent submarine that can be blocked and you know doesn't yeah. affect for any evasion or anything. i'm just browsing the comments now yeah. because i'm like i really i don't understand it i feel yeah. very much that they forgot to put on the keyword that would have made it silent, such yeah. as hexproof, island walk, unblockable. Yeah. I mean, flying wouldn't really make sense, but like, right, right. it needs to be able to. Pretty get wild through. though when you think about like, okay, this is a rare, and we had smuggler's copter. Yeah, which got banned. But that think format. Think about how good now. Like, just remember when it came out, and people were like, "Yeah, the card card's pretty good," and like then we have silent submarine. Man, have vehicles fallen from grace? Well, yeah, but yeah, this this card's bad. It's too bad. All right, I feel like they were like playtesting, and it had like an unblockableish clause, and it was overpowered, and they removed it and like forgot to put it back on. <laughs> like really, and they were like, "Oh, this is still in the rare slot." I just like not don't... not even like make it a three three. If you're gonna give a crew two, make yeah. it a three three. I mean, it draws cards. Like that's that's the thing. But like it's it's never gonna get through two draw cards. No, it's just bad. I don't understand. What's uh? Our next card is a little more exciting. Spark double. Mm-hmm. What? I'm seeing. I'm seeing double, Katie. Double Jace. Yeah, double Jace. This is blue three for a zero zero illusion. Seems bad. Four mana for OOs. But wow, this is a lot of text. Get ready, folks. 
You may have Spark Double enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature or planeswalker you control, except it enters with an additional plus one plus one counter on it if it's a creature. It enters with an additional loyalty counter if it's a planeswalker, and it isn't legendary if that permanent is legendary. Yeah. So you know what's really cool? Tell me. If you play this and copy um, the new Gideon, which hasn't we haven't actually talked about yet because it hasn't been officially spoiled, but Gideon, basically, it's static, makes it always a creature. Then this comes in with an extra loyalty and an extra pulse and one counter. That's very confusing. Isn't that cool? Differentiating that seems really confusing. Yes. <laughs> but what do you think of Spark Devil? Um, I mean, you have to have another creature, but the fact that it's as a copy of a creature, Planeswalker, and not, like, targeting makes this a much safer uh, copy spell for you to Clones play. Clones usually don't co- uh, target, Target. Though. Yeah, well, Quasi-Duplicate did. Well, that's a spell, a sorcery. It has ah. to. Clones on creatures usually don't. They ah. come in as copies of other right. creatures. Right, like Vizier of Many Faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Th- this is interesting. I-, I-, I always prefer clones that can clone your opponent's things. I think that just has a lot more flexibility. Totally. And And it can give you secret answers to creatures that are difficult for your deck to answer yeah this like requires you to have something worthwhile on board that you would want two of for four mana mm-hmm. which means you might already be in a pretty good place right because you have something because worthwhile clones on board. that can copy an opponent's stuff means that like when you're behind it catches you up or at mm-hmm. least does something this when you're behind it does literal nothing <laughs> right so I, I think that's really problematic. The last time we had a clone that could copy Planeswalkers, I believe, was Clever Impersonator. Mm. And Clever Impersonator saw a little bit of play. I don't imagine... Um, you know, the, the only cool thing about Spark Double is that you get to copy your own Planeswalkers without, you know, Legend ruling them. Yeah. So that's, like, interesting, right? I can play, like, get two Teferis, two teferis instead of one. Because right. two Teferis is always better. Um, you could have two Nickel Boluses... Ugh. Uh, you could have two Jaces. You could have two Nissa and then do all your mana make four or two. Uh, how is Nissa worded? Uh, Nissa. It might not stack. Says whenever you tap a forest for mana, add an additional green. Yeah, so two Nissas would make two additional green per forest. Boom. So you have to be in green, splashing blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With a lot of forests. Yeah. With a lot of forests. So people will probably like this, I think, in Commander because it, that's a thing I think people do. Uh-huh. Yeah, but... <laughs> You know, it's a format, folks. People in play. standard, I'm a little skeptical, uh, but uh, yeah. the standard format is looking wild. So many walkers. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, not my favorite if uh, it's a clone that doesn't copy an opponent's stuff in its four mana, sorcery speed. Um, the, the additional plus one plus one kind of the additional loyalty is neat. Um, it lets you do like, you know, you get to go like, okay, copy my Jace. And then with an Oath of Tefiri, take it up and then take it down. And you get two of them right away. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's not going to bring you to ultimates faster. But it would let you keep your Planeswalker around. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, like, I think the Planeswalker clause is more interesting than the creature clause. Definitely, definitely. Um. Though it is cool to, you know, you can copy a Biogenic Ooze or something, which would be neat. Cool. But, like, yeah. if you have a Biogenic Ooze that lived, you're probably going to win. <laughs> what do you think about this in Limited? Uh, I'm a little wary of it. Like, 
this you can't play it on turn four if you're playing on, let me let me rephrase <laughs> if you're playing on turn four you're copying a three drop or you're less copy, if you copy a three drop creature it's probably bad mm-hmm. the plus one counter mitigates that a little bit mm-hmm. but not a ton uh, which means you want to, if you want to play it on four, you want to play it as another copy of a planeswalker. But if you play it on a planeswalker on turn three, that means chances are you have one creature on the battlefield that you played on turn two, so it's probably really weak. Which means now you have one creature and two planeswalkers, and you can't really protect them. So like, it's just it's weird. So you don't maybe really want to play this on turn four. Okay, so then when are we playing it? You're playing it late in the game. You can't play it when you're behind because then you lose. Right. Uh, if you play it at parity, that's probably the best, and like you don't need it if you're ahead. So it feels like. It's a kind of narrow card. Hmm. If you have like enough planeswalkers, like I probably just play it because like it's yes. cool to make multiple planeswalkers. But um, I don't think it's a super strong card by any means. Cool. Next, enter the God Eternals. Someone pointed out that a lot of these card names remind them of like wrestling names or like <laughs> metal wrestling. Like, no, enter the God Eternals, the zombie gods. You know, so. We have Enter the God Eternals. They're entering the ring. So your Kefnet boy is going to come back. Just a little bit eternalized. Just a little bit. Oh, I see you're very I feel sad. things, Katie. It's making me feel things. Are they positive things or negative no, things? No, it's so sad. Like, Kefnet and I had a bond. Oh. And, and like, yeah, Kefnet died, and I dealt with that. But to see the one I love... Not just dead, but now, like, brought back as a zombie to work for the one that killed them. That's dark. Yeah, but zombies That's are cruel, cool, at least, you know? Yeah, it's just really cruel. I I feel just uncomfortable. All right, so let's hear about how they entered. It's just so sad. <laughs> Enter the God Eternals is black 2-2. Two, two. Sorry. Black, oh. blue, blue, 2. Sorcery. Enter the God Eternals deals four damage to target creature, and you gain life equal to the cre- damage dealt this way. Target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. A mass four. So five manage, mana, deal four, gain four. Make a four four or a four more power onto something, and mill four. Hmm. So it does four things, all relating to the number four, but wait, for five how many mana, gods are there? Four. Whoa, whoa, yeah. you guys, I see a pattern. Yeah. I do too, Katie. I do too. I think it has to do with the number four. I'm not sure, yeah. though. I haven't totally figured mm-hmm. out the details. So, what do you think of the card? It's confusing. Like, it does a lot, but I also feel like it's still maybe not enough for its mana cost. Oh, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm sort of confused. So, think about it like, chances are this is killing a creature and making a 4-4. That'd I would nice. play the card that says five mana, destroy target creature, make a four four. Would you play the card that says destroy target creature, put four counters on a creature? But I don't. I think like in standard, I don't think a mass is very playable. So Are I think that. Are you thinking that, of this for standard? Yeah. Really? I might play this in Esper sideboard. I'm so Esper sideboard, you get to go like kill something, gain four life against yeah. like an aggro deck. That's great, and then get a four four blocker. That's for awesome. For five mana, I just feel like you have better things to do. Maybe. Wipe the board. You have white. Kaiaspur. Yeah, I mean, like, but this, Kaya's Wrath doesn't, it wipes the board, but it also, if we're thinking about, like, mono white, for example, right? Like, against mono white, Kaya's Wrath on four is okay, 
uh, later, probably maybe okay, but also they have threats that are hard, like Adanto Vanguard, or they have um, uh, the bodyguard, etc. Right? Yeah, but this is still not answering. This game, no, this does answer it because Vanguard and the whatever bodyguard protects can't swing through a four four. So like, I'm gaining uh. four life. Uh, I'm killing something, maybe, and uh, I get a four four to block or I pressure the Rajani. And against Mono Red, Kaya's Wrath, you know, eh. In the late game, like, you cast it, like, you kill a creature. This is going to be, okay, I'm going to kill that creature, I'm going to gain some life, I'm going to also make a 4-4 to pressure them and block if I need to. I think it has a lot going for it. I think in like, limited... Like, you would only think of it for sideboard, though, right? Like, because the well, thing think... you always say for control mm-hmm. is, I don't want to play any creatures because the first creature I play turns on all of their removal. Yeah, but Th- this, this is... is a removal spell. Yeah, and then you give them a creature... But that's not, like, so it's not... I would not play a creature because here's what's going to happen, right? They have the removal in hand, maybe, probably. I play a creature, and it dies. Yeah. This, I kill their creature. Oh, look, I get a 4-4. If they have a removal spell, yeah, it dies. And then, therefore, we're, you know, we're back, we're started. And I played a removal spell that's a really good removal spell. And, you know, fuels as Kanta and fuels any other, like, Chemister's Insight mm-hmm. Jumpstart. Like, fuels that's all this cool. graveyard stuff. Um, and if they don't have the removal, sweet, now I have a 4-4 as well. So I just think it has a lot of upside um, to it. And I think, too, that the milling part, like, people are starting to talk more about building a self-mill deck Hmm. because we have Jace, the new Jace. We have this card. We have the new Tamiya, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then you have all the, you know, like, Drowned Secrets and Narcomoeba and uh, Creeping Chill and, like, the Dredge pieces. So there's a... Okay, so that clause could also be relevant. Yeah, yeah. So in a deck that can use all four of these all four of these clauses in a relevant way, I think is probably pretty pretty sweet. Um, but otherwise, I think it's still probably fine. Uh, one other note, just generally about a mass, mm-hmm. is they're getting a lot of amassed cards. I'm like, oh, a mass probably isn't standard playable, but a mass does pair really well with divine visitation. Which one's that? If you would create a token instead, make a four four angel. Because every single amass, it amass then does go wide, right? Right, because an angel right, isn't an right, army, right. so you can't actually put the counters on it. Huh. that's interesting. Yeah, so you just create uh, angel every time, and an like amass is just, and yeah, and this is the thing too is like we needed, um, like you can't just play a deck hoping to draw divine visitation, right? Because if you do, you lose when you don't have that card, and it's a five drop. Um, and, like, tokens, sure, but, like, if you're playing a decent tokens deck, like, already it seems like, you know, you're probably fine. You don't need Divine Visitation. It's a win more. But a mass is, like, okay, well, most of the mass cards are cards that do something, and then a mass is stapled on. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes, like, oh, well, now I, maybe I can cobble together, like, a competent real deck, and then when I play Divine Visitation, I actually win. So just something to think about. I don't know if that it's good, but it's a thing that you can now do in Standard. Okay. All right, and then we have our first Eternalized God. It's so sad. So sad. And they all have their keyword from their original, and they all do something, like, you know, kind of similar to what they originally did, and it's just so sad. You You have to read it. You haven't even seen Capnet yet. I know. That's going to break my heart. (laughs) Break my heart. This is God Eternal Bantu. Black, black, three. Legendary creature. Zombie God. It's pretty metal. What? 
It's pretty metal. You're, you're using metal as an adjective? Have you not heard metal as an adjective? Like, yo, that's so metal. No. Like, rock and roll. That's so Are metal. That's so hardcore. He's made of, he, he's no, because in... he's zombie god. Oh, a zombie not... god is like super metal. Well, no, I mean he's coating in coated in. It's like a mineral. A... Lazatep's a mineral. Oh, it's not a metal. It's, it's a mineral. Oh, okay. On Amenkhet. So you still think he's metal? No, it it's so metal. Okay. Well, anyways. Katie, get hip. Come on, <laughs> get fleek. <laughs> this zombie god is a five six with menace. When God Eternal Bantu enters the battlefield, sacrifice any number of other permanents, then draw that many cards. When Bantu dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library third from the top. Yeah. So, so this is the new God Clause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Which we saw in the boar, right? Because mm-hmm. no Hazareth, so we have to have a god. different red god. We get yeah. the Gruul one. Sweet. Sweet. They all cost five mana as well, so maybe there's just a cycle of five mana. Hmm. Well, cards. the boar seems better. Well, oh, I... I I think that I think okay, like, well, the cool thing about this is like I think these cards are really like this Bantu and the God are pretty pushed, but for really narrow decks. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I'm just so. Someone had posted about this card for modern Esper control, oh, that's still and it's just so bad in that shell that I forgot to consider to... other scenarios yeah 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 you gotta when people say things on the internet you have to you have to ignore them so so would you play this in like a sacrifice deck like one of the draining decks because we have that new card which is another blood artist effect for sacrificing and then this gives you the sacrifice clause exactly um so and you draw and you deal damage so comparing it to a card like nintuko husk right nintuko husk is instant speed repeatable for free activation right. um, sack creature. So good. But for a really small benefit. Like, put a plus one counter on it. Right? Which, when you do it a lot, it becomes a little bit better. But still, uh, this card is a one-shot. Right? You don't get to do it all at once. And previously, we were just like... Just like the Hellion. There's a red one this time. Yeah, but the Hellion just does counters, right? But it is yeah. three mana, which is cheaper. Mm-hmm. And Massacre Girl will have a similar-ish effect, but wipe your opponent's board, probably. Mm-hmm. And then God Eternal Bantu is going to trigger all your sacrifice stuff and then just draw you so many cards and also notice it's permanence it's not just creatures so i can sacrifice extra lands i can oh. sacrifice tokens i could sacrifice like clue tokens if we had those or treasure tokens <laughs> right. right and draw cards which is incredible and well you kind of want this to die because you probably want to do it again yeah um you have, you have to be have to be careful killing it because what your opponent should do is let this trigger resolve and then kill Bantu. Because if you kill Bantu with the trigger on the stack, Bantu goes into your deck and then you draw it immediately if you sacrifice three cards, three permanents, or two permanents you draw the next turn. Ah, so... Right, Bantu will redraw himself. So if you are the opponent, don't kill it in response to the trigger. Right, let the trigger resolve, then kill it. But if you are yourself and you have a way to kill Bantu in response to the trigger... You could do that. That would be more mana, but you could certainly do it. It's a possibility. You can then kill it and then. Uh, they did watch again. for that because it does. I, it didn't occur to me why they said sacrifice any number of other permanents. Yeah, it yeah. is that. It is so that you can't himself, just go right? and draw him again for the next turn. Another thing to consider is we got a card earlier, which is like red black one 
for a creature that whenever you sacrifice a permanent, it deals one. That's what I was talking about, the blood artist effect. No, oh, I thought you were talking about Cruel Celebrant, which is whenever a creature dies. No, the sacrifice oh. one. Oh, yeah, we have that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, well, Cruel Celebrant also, obviously, I think Cruel Celebrant is the automatic shoe into the aristocrats deck like that card is going to get played in it because right. zulport got throat right um, but the we sacrifice were talking about one, the sacrifice one because yeah. we weren't sure if you would always be able to hit the sacrifice right. clause and that's weaker to board wipes but this lets you hit the sacrifice clause which exactly. is quite nice exactly yeah and the stats on it are not bad five six for five mana is fine and it has and menace, menace. Yeah, which just, is cool. like, oh, just like just like the original girl. oh just like the original. Yeah, events. yeah. He doesn't look so healthy though. I think oh, you know, know he only so has sad. his spine the between gods, his like torso the gods of this and... world. Like you worship this, and then you see it as a zombie trying to kill you. Oh my god. Well, not this. He's How from traumatic. a different world, so like they don't even. How traumatic. The the Ravnikans are just like oh. Samut is right there, Katie. Samut is on Ravnica. Okay. okay yeah, it's rough for Samut, but like so all mean. the other Ravnican citizens are like. What is They're this? They're like oh, this is so metal. Weird crocodile. Zombie gods. No, metal. because it's covered in minerals so Ryan. not metal. metal so metal what's next <laughs> well this is something that draws cards so i guess i'll read it this is tamio's epiphany blue three sorcery scry four then draw two cards what would uh, okay so this is a pretty interesting card because first it's a sorcery automatically downgrades it right if it's an instant right this card right. becomes probably the just awesome draw spell you can have one of the most awesome draw spells you can have. comparing other let's compare it to other things so what's what's precognitive yeah that's one of the cards we're going to compare it to yeah so chemistry's insight uh four mana also just straight draw two but instant speed and it's you and do it again repeatable, yeah okay glimmer of genius four mana that's not in the format i know but okay, it's okay, similar. sure Point four mana instant speed scry two and draw two and we know that glimmer was a staple okay but at instant speed it also made energy <laughs> precog perception five mana sorcery scry three draw three plus the additional mode of cast it as an instant and just draw three cards precog perception oh. sees not a whole lot of play that's odd sees play at most as like a one of nesper control yeah um, I really like the card, uh, but I, I, it is too expensive to see a lot of play. Tamiyo's Epiphany feels similar. The Scry 4 is really, really good, but you're drawing two cards and you're doing it once and you are forced to do it at sorcery speed. So I think that uh, in Standard, this probably doesn't make the cut over Chemistry's Insight because Insight is just so much more gas mm. uh, that it doesn't matter. Like the Scry, it just doesn't matter. Um, but in Limited, I think this is a pretty reasonable card. Uh, because the you know power level of your cards sometimes if you're looking for like your bomb right is screw the scry four is really nice yeah uh i could maybe see this in like a deck that's more combo oriented so like in blue green wilderness reclamation nexus like yeah it's it, like in that case maybe then that would be better than chemistry's insight because you don't super value the instant speed on insight it's fine uh it's nice to be able to hold up like sinister sabotage as well or frilled mystic as well but scry four and then draw two is pretty good because you're more just looking for pieces. particular cards right so i think that this is more of like the combo draw spell as opposed mm -hmm. to the control draw spell because it's doing something a little bit different gotcha all right so now that you've told us about Tamiya's epiphany tell us about tamio also do you know where the emphasis goes on her name no i i used to say tamio and then i have slowly moved over to tamio 
or just Tamiyo. I don't really know. I don't know. No one knows. I'm sure people know. No one knows. But neither it's of unknown. us. No one. None of Can the people you, on none this of us, podcast. None of us live on Kamigawa, okay? That's where she comes from, and that's where she was named. And I don't know. Maybe in Kamigawa, they pronounce letters completely differently. Maybe her name is actually Bob. <laughs> I don't know what sounds okay. the letters make in Kamigawa. Who sure, knows? Sure. Who knows? Yeah. So. So Tamio, Collector of Tales, is blue-green too. Or Bob, Collector of Tales, is blue-green too. Uh, legendary Planeswalker, five loyalty. Static abilities. Spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause you to discard cards or sacrifice permanents. Plus one, choose a non-land card name, then reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all cards with the chosen name from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Minus three, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. I have to say, like, the first time I read the tick up, I was like, okay, tick up, look at four cards. Like, if a card you named was there, you get it. And I was like, oh, you should name lands. That's the most likely. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, edge cases first. Tell us. Uh, persistent Partitioners. The deck. Tamiyo, just name it over and over again, and you draw your whole deck of persistent partitioners. Oh, wait. Same with Is the there no... Rats. No limit on partitioners. In, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, Whoa. Cool. Build the yeah. ultimate mill deck. People will do that. It will be sad. Um, and... You don't know. Brain in a jar was good. True. Um, first, static ability. Uh, Brain in a jar was terrible. <laughs> okay, but it saw a surprising I can't let that slide. It saw a surprising no, amount of play at our store's game day. Yes. This means nothing. <laughs> so uh, the static ability is pretty cool because it totally shuts off Liliana the Veil. All of her abilities do nothing against Tamiyo. Not her ultimate. Yep. That's one of her abilities. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then and then uh, in standard, yes. it's pretty sweet as like sideboard tech against Esper if you're on like a blue-green, like Nexus, right? Oh, is Aphasure? Thought Erasure yeah. is a discard. Right. And you know oh. Esper's going to side in Thought Erasure and Duress against you, right? Oh. So then you bring in Tamiyo and it shuts off their cards in addition to just going, take up, name Nexus every single turn. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Now, other things. Plus one, you're only around like, I think about 30%-ish to hit uh, if you're naming and you have like four of every card you're naming in your deck hmm. that's not very good narset was over slightly over 50 percent to hit and narset was hated by most people except for me um that's because i never ticked her up um hmm. and so there's that her not very reliable draw however in nexus you dump the card i mean no matter what you're doing it in but you dump the cards in your graveyard right so in nexus dumping th four three to four cards into your graveyard every single turn Pretty decent. Also, in the hypothetical self mill deck with these cards we're talking about, pretty decent, right? You're just this is like a really good graveyard filler. You could honestly, like, if you wanted to, you could just tick her up and name a card not in your deck to just mill four from yourself, mm. right? So that's a cool interaction. Additionally, her plus one fuels for minus three. Um, as her plus one increases, goes to infinity, minus three becomes tutor for something and yeah. put it in your hand. And that's kind of insane. Because you can tick her up once and then tutor for any card in your deck twice. And I'm really happy with that. Uh, so that's strong. Her plus one also 
um, synergize as well with Tamio's epiphany because you scry four, draw two, and then you look at the top four and you should know maybe two of the cards there so you can just name one. Sure. It also works well with the God's Clause where your God goes to the third from the top, Ooh. you name it, and then you draw. Oh. Yep. So it's another cool synergy Spicy. There. Maybe you also, can get Kefnet back with her. Oh, stop it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, okay. All right. Also good uh, against Tefiri if they tuck. You get to just take up, name the oh, card, yeah. you don't have to wait anymore, which is pretty cool. Well, so there's a couple circumstances where it's it's much higher than 30% hit rate. 100% in fact. In uh, fact. Yeah. So Tamiyo is doing enough, like, cobbled together enough really relevant things and, like, can go, I think, into enough niche decks that she'll probably be a hit somewhere. Um, cool. Yeah, I think I'm she excited. can be a hit in standard. Yeah, she's and, four mana. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, and there's a chance maybe she can see play in modern, depending on what the metagame looks like and how popular Liliana of the Veil is, yeah, and whether there exists any decks that run blue and green together in the same deck in modern. Bant. Bant what? Spirits. Would you play this in Bant Spirits? No. No. But I could. Bant Spirits is not really a... It's not like it's a Bant deck. It is a Tribal Spirits deck, right? Right. But you said you were looking for a modern deck that plays blue and green. All right. Well, we have another one. We have we have Bant, uh, like, Coral Helm, right? Bant, Knight of the Reliquary. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. But that just is basically green-white. And, and it runs Slivers blue. plays five colors. So there's a lot. So you're thing. running Tommyho and Slivers, which is running a bunch of one-of and two-of Slivers. Shh. Hmm. It's the perfect mm-hmm. fit. I'm a little skeptical. We found like five places. I really think in the best place for Tamio, honestly, is like in a graveyard deck because it it feels like that's going to take make them take the most out of her all of her abilities. Are there blue green graveyard decks? So I'm thinking like Sultai. Oh, right? okay. Imagine sure. this in Sultai Delirium. Oh, back in yeah. Standard. This card would have been seems really awesome. good. Yeah. Okay, I buy it. Yeah. And I believe <gasps> our last card Ronas. of the evening. You have to read him. I liked old Ronas, even though I hated losing to him. It was so annoying. I did too, but it's just really sad. It's really sad. Wow. These poor gods. Wow. Still looks really, um, what's it called? Like, uh, like majestic. He's just massive. Like, he's a god. He's as tall as buildings. That's cool. All I can see is Scorpion God killing him. Uh, so sad. Yeah, that's kind of rude. Or, you know, Scorpion God gently massaging shoulders. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember that. That was Death's Glory? glory? Uh, that was the, yeah, it exiled for black that's and three. That's hilarious. Um, it I had the word that. glory in it, definitely. <laughs> Hour of glory. Hour of glory, yeah. Okay, anyways, this is God Eternal Ronus. Um, this is Green Green 5, so another five mana God. Green Green, green 3, right? Yep. I meant five total. Yep, yep, yep. Green, green, three. Legendary creature, zombie, god. Five, five, death touch. Oh, that clause was so annoying. Um, it was annoying? It was a five, five indestructible. What didn't it kill? Yeah, I was saying it was really annoying to play against. Five, five, indestructible, death touch was super annoying. No, I'm just saying death touch is like redundant on a five, five. Yeah, that's, that's already that's indestructible. True, but it was still annoying. Okay. <laughs> um, has the god clause of if it dies, put it third from the top. And when God Eternal Ronas enters the battlefield, double, oh dear, double the power of each other creature you control until end of turn. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. 
I'm so glad that Red Vigilance is not Trample. I think this would have been real annoying. If well, it it's too trampled. bad because, you know, that's the difference, I think, between it being playable and not, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, but I think, who cares about Vigilance? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the difference between it being broke. Like, I, I think in a green deck where you double the power of all your creatures and give them Trample. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it'd be a five-mana Craterhoof Behemoth, which would be insane. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but so, you know, this seems like it's largely a miss, I think, on standard playability. That is, it seems like kind of the best thing you can do with it is like Ilhar get in, right? So you just swing yeah. and not get this for free. But honestly, Ilharging any creature in is fine. So like why not Ilharg in a creature that is good? But even like let's say you're in the black greenish deck that exists, right? You're doubling all the power of your like little explore dudes. For one turn. Yeah. That's yeah. just so it's so like it's so weird it, it it doesn't feel like it's it goes in like green black it feels like it goes in like elves where you just play it and then swing and kill them you're like yeah. you're trying to one shot them with this card um and i'm just i don't think it's very yeah. good at doing that well then i was no trying trample. to think about go wide i was like what about like a token strategy in green like green white but i don't think you can do tokens because tokens are too small like yeah your tokens are two twos cool yeah like play a tristani instead that sticks right. around at least um, I feel like, and you, you really need a way to give them trample because otherwise this is just not, this just gets chumped all day. Yep. So yeah, Ronas, I mean, obviously in, in limited it's fantastic, uh, but I think it's yeah. probably not, not great for, for standard. Cool. Cool. And those are our seven spoilers it. for today. You're saving Kefnet, your favorite god. Oh, Kefnet. <laughs> oh, you haven't finished mourning his death. Who was he killed by? You know what's so... I mean, Scorpion God killed all of them. Oh, it wasn't like a mix of... No, the... Bolas had Scorpion God. What did God Locust God killed. even do? Lo made Locusts. Didn't kill anyone? I like, don't come think on, so. I Locust think it God. Humans. It made Locusts kill people or something. And who was... There was the... What Scarab. Was the... Oh, of course. Scarab God was the Why one. Why did that... I block out Scarab Yeah, you just like... <laughs> let's forget about that one. Like the only one that actually saw play. Scarab God was the one who actually like did the eternalizing right uh, like as the ability communicates yes. but scarab god did the laza tepping scarab god was busy yeah laza tepping mm -hmm. while scorpion god was massaging people yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you know too like kefna is depicted as being as dying like there's a tragic uh tragic something arrogant no, it's a blue two, draw like two or three cards, and then discard two unless you attack this. I don't know. You did something. And it shows Kefnet lying dead on the ground, bleeding oh. out of its head. Oh, I remember that art. Yeah. That was, that was so scarring. Wow, but you still haven't gotten over it? Like, dude. I don't, I don't know if I... Okay, this all is right, too hard right. for me. When the Kefnet card comes out... Do you want to read it, or, or do you need me to? No, I'm not. I don't. It's going to be one of those, mo like, in the moment. I just have to see how I feel, okay? I don't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to make that decision yet, okay? Okay. 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 Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, maybe with Kefnet. I hope it. Probably. I mean, this is very in order. These all have so. ETBs, right? So it's like turning the activated ability into an ETB. So it's like, Bontu, you would pay to sack and draw a card, and this is just sack them all and draw cards. Ronas, you'd pay to pump one creature. This is pump all your creatures once. So Kefnet, right, which is pay to draw cards, is probably just ETB 
maybe just ETB, like, draw cards until you have seven in hand, right? Maybe. Or draw, I don't know. That's that, I don't know. If it's five mana, that feels weak. Hmm. Five mana draw up to seven feels pretty <laughs> bad for a 5-5 five, five flyer. Since yeah. they've all, I think they've all kept their original stats. Yeah. So, I would assume Oketra comes in and just makes tokens. Oh, Oketra. Right, because that's what Oketra nice. did. Yeah, yeah. So, Oketra probably ETB, make tokens equal to something. Um, I don't know. How? What, what, what do you think Kefnet would draw cards for? I don't know. It's hard to say. Because the thing it cared about was... Cards in hand. Cards in hand. You need to have seven cards in hand. Right. I mean, I can't imagine it having you draw past seven. Yeah. But, like, then that doesn't seem... I don't know. It's weird, because it doesn't have a straight thing. Because Bantu, sack a creature, draw a card. Sack all creatures, draw all cards, right? Mm-hmm. Ronas, pump one creature, get trample, pump all creatures to get vigilance. Kefnet, draw a card, draw all cards. Draw your deck. <laughs> Kefnet, you ETB, draw your deck. Two-card combo with Jace. Five mana? Two-card combo with Jace. Okay, sure, sure. I mean, sure. if it's five mana, what are you going to do? You're going to go five mana, play it. You play to Jace on turn four, you win the game. <laughs> Boom. All right. Confirmed. That's that's my theory. Right. So thanks again to our uh, supporter, our, our sponsors. sponsors for their support and our supporters for their sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> you can find New England Comics on Facebook at NEC Coolidge and Flipside Gaming online at FlipsideGaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Spoiler Season.